0: I do look at the roster and what we have in the coaching staff. We should win games. If we have to perform, though. We're going to hold ourselves to a high standard no matter what happens. The you know, defense is going to do what they do. And last time I heard, they can't win if they don't score points. This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show. Your chance to get an in-depth preview of the week ahead in Berea. You're listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Kim Carmen and Gerard Cherry.
1: Refresh. We hope you are. But it's time for the second half of the season. And it's time to set sail to South Beach, Miami Gardens to be exact, as your Cleveland Browns get set to take on the Miami Dolphins. Good evening, friends. Ken Carmen, alongside of Gerard Cherry. It is the Cleveland Browns preview show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Gerard, evening, my friend.
2: Good evening, Kenneth.
1: It's wonderful to hear your voice. Away we go with four downs. First, First down. down. All right. Where are we coming out of the bye week on offense? That's the question here. Gerard, getting some people back. What are you thinking about this offense? I'm thinking it's pretty good. I think the defense is always the, the thing we think about here because the last two games defensively have been nice. We're hoping to see that type of that type of performance against a very good offensive Miami Dolphins team.
2: Hey, understatement. Extremely good of Miami Dolphins, a dangerous team. Track me. Put your track shoes on. But what I think about this offense is that very impressed with what they've done for the most part throughout the course of the first eight games of the season, Ken. They gave us more than I bargained for as far as performances and what they did to put us in position to win football games. As you mentioned before, the defense didn't hold up there and the bargain. Hence why we found ourselves in the position that we're in from a record standpoint. Yes. But What I'm looking forward to seeing is more Nick Chubb, more Amari Cooper, more Diamond Peoples-Jones. More Kareem Hunt. And if I think we get a healthy dose of that and Njoku back on the roster and healing from his injury, we are in a really good state with Jacoby Brissett doing what he's done as well because that's been a pleasant surprise.
1: A lot of those players uh, not participating in practice today, but a lot because of rest. Amari Cooper, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clonney, Joel Batonio. Uh, several players were limited. Wyatt Teller was limited because of a calf injury. Denzel Ward continuing to fight his way back. From the concussion, Greg Newsom with his oblique injury, he was limited today. Jack Conklin was limited today with a foot injury. So we'll pay attention to all those players as we get ready for the Miami Dolphins coming up on Sunday. For the offense, let me ask you this: through the first half of the season, who's been your MVP? I, I'm willing to hazard a guess, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you answer and see if I got it right.
2: You already know who I'm gonna say Nicholas Chubb.
1: <laughs> he by far oh, is oh, the MVP. Oh. Who'd you think I, got I was it gonna wrong. Say? I thought you were going to say Jacoby Brissett.
2: No, I'm going Nicholas Chubb. He has been my MVP. Nick Chubb does not play in some football games. The three games that we did win, who's to say that we actually do win them? So for me, without a shadow of a doubt, is Nick Chubb. He's consistent. Ken, tell me one game in which he did not have impact.
1: No, he was great. And I I know he's great, but I, I just look at the leadership impact on this football team as well as... I think Jacoby Brissett has played so well as opposed to what we thought he was going to play. I mean, we, we didn't think he was going to be terrible or anything like that, but he was much better than what a lot of people thought he was going to be. I heard Albert Breer uh, earlier today on ninety two three The Fan, one of our flagships here uh, on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Network, along with uh, ESPN 850 and 98.5 WNCX, and, and he had said uh, that... Over the course of his career coming, he, he likened it to what Josh McCown did with the Bears years ago, where Josh McCown was kind of not really in the league. He gets called into action with the Bears and extends his career. And Jacoby Brissett now looks to extend his career. He said over the course of his career, he can make another $35, $40 million. Not a year, but over the right. over the course over, of his for career. Sure. And, and yeah. I thought, my goodness, this, is, this has really been a nice success story with Jacoby Brissett. So maybe I'm taking... Maybe I'm taking Nick Chubb for granted. I think a lot of us take Nick Chubb for granted. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that's a great MVP choice. Totally would agree with that. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it to uh, Jacoby Brissett. Nick Chubb holds a special spot in my heart, but Jacoby Brissett is holding a special spot in my heart for mine. Let's go to second down. Second down. All right, we do look at that defense. Who's your MVP on the defensive side through the first half of the season?
2: see, it's it's obviously Miles Garrett because when he doesn't play, we we feel the impact, and when he does play and he plays at a high level, you feel the impact. But I don't want to underscore if we don't have a chance to get to the next part of this question because it's also the idea who has been your my biggest surprise, and that's M J Emerson. Yes, this rookie cornerback has been balling. It.
1: Yes, he's been fantastic. I, I just fantastic. Get out of Mississippi State third round pick. Uh, there was a lot of scouts. When he got drafted, they go, oh, you got a good one. I'm like, well, that will, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I was hoping, but I go, well, we'll see. Sometimes it's just lip service by some of these guys. And, boy, he has been just outstanding for this Browns football team, Gerard. You're right. I mean, he's just very good physically, uh, very good in space, just knowing what to do. Just good. Just all around really, really good for this football team. He's been so impressive through the first half of the season. The improvement side. Now, the last couple of games have been better. Against Baltimore, they were better. This last time out against Cincinnati and the win, better. Mm -hmm. Where does improvement need to be made down the stretch of this 2022 season? It's really just
2: being consistent with what you start off doing in Baltimore for four quarters and then you did it for three and three thirds in the Bengals game. Grant, we won the Bengals game. But if you are in the right gaps from a run fit standpoint, if you are doing the right drops and in the right area from the pass coverage and zone concept standpoint and if you are tackling go back to monday night these guys tackle like we've never seen them tackle before one hit and you're down you have to do those things do your assignment right proper alignment making tackles when it presents itself and also taking advantage of the opportunities when they're coming your way when you do that consistently you win football games you play defense at a higher level
1: absolutely right about that time for third down
0: third down
1: looking at the second half of the season nine games left toughest games left uh also the winnable games what do you think are the toughest games coming up and what do you think are the most winnable games coming up that six game stretch boy we thought this was going to be tough it, it looks really nice with that six game stretch when deshaun watson returns coming up on december 4th
2: well for me it's the next two games and people are like are you that's Yeah, are the most they're the toughest and the most winnable you can beat the dolphins You can beat the Bills, but you're going to have to play a little bit better than how you played against the Bengals. You do that, bring your A game, consistency, four quarters of complimentary football, you are beating both of those teams because you're designed to beat both of those teams, especially if those teams decide to run the football and you show that you can actually play run defense. So for me, Ken, it's the next two games. You win these next two games, dog. Your mentality as a football team has to be your fork because you're thinking to yourself, we are beating the top teams in the AFC. So let's go ahead and do this thing and continue to win games and see if we can get in the playoffs.
1: I believe that. Let's go to fourth down.
0: Fourth Fourth down.
1: down. Time to preview the fish. Looks like we're getting healthier. Like we said, Denzel Ward as. Kevin Stefanski said he's hitting all the check marks on his way back. Wyatt Teller appearing to be trending back towards playing on Sunday. J-O-K, his knee. David Njoku, his ankle. MJ Emerson, his illness. He was sick today. Uh, They did not practice today. They all bear watching as we get closer to Sunday. Dolphins, offensively, oh, boy, goodness gracious, they are just as hot as a bag of firecrackers, as a string of firecrackers. But they come in big bags depending on how you do them. Oh. I was going to say some pranks we used to do as children, but I can't say that here on the network. I'll tell you during the break. Either way, they've been just so red hot, but they've given up 30 or more points three times. This one, Gerard, could be a shootout.
2: Oh, it certainly can be, and you have to be licking your chops at are Jacoby Brissett, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, because you're saying yourself, Grant, Justin Fields had a field day on Sunday versus the Dolphins in Chicago. They're not stopping the run. They're not really stopping the pass, and truth be told, The Dolphins got away with one in Chicago because Claypool, in my opinion, was tackled at the end of that game, Ken, and should have had the ball on, like, the 10-yard line going in for a score to take the lead and game over. But that wasn't called, so it is what it is in that regard. But, no, I'm not impressed with their defense. The offense you have to give much respect to. As soon as two hits the field, it's like they're a juggernaut offensively. Now, the crazy part about it is this, Ken. They leave so many points out there on the football field. You have no idea, or maybe you do, of how many times <laughs> Waddle, as well as Tariq Hill have been yeah. underthrown by yeah. Tua in that if he can throw the ball, if he had the arm say of a Jacoby Brissett, yeah. they're probably beating teams by two or three touchdowns, and these guys are breaking records as we speak. But, again, Tua doesn't have that type of arm strength, so it gets lost in the mix. But what I do know and respect about him is that they're finding ways to win. They're 6 and 3 and that's that's not something that you can just look at and bypass and say that's nothing of merit because it certainly is.
1: And that is four downs. Fans, mark your calendars for Face Off on the Lake, presented by Meyer, the first major outdoor hockey game at First Energy Stadium. February 18th, the Ohio State Buckeyes will host the Michigan Wolverines right here at First Energy Stadium. For a limited time, purchase four tickets for $50 in the mezzanine level. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 440 891 Up in a bit, we'll go around the league. We'll also talk to the voice here, Cleveland Browns Jim Donovan, about the first half of the season and get you set for the Browns and Dolphins in South Beach. But coming up next, I go one-on-one with Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network
0: win lose or draw if you don't play the standard there's corrections to be made and there's things to be done that are going to benefit the team and we're all trying to work to those goals this is the cleveland browns preview show you're listening to the university hospital's cleveland browns radio network here are your hosts ken Carmen and gerard cherry Browns heading to South Beach on Sunday playing
1: the Miami Dolphins. Ken Carman, alongside of Gerard Cherry. The Cleveland Browns preview show all along the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network getting you sent for that game against Miami with Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki. Sione, thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting times. we got a good matchup ahead of us. We're excited. How was your bye week? It was good. You know, um, you know rested a ton, slept a lot, uh, was able to get out, explore Cleveland, check out a lot of restaurants. Um, just, just good, good downtime.
1: I know. Now, let me ask you this. Now, there, I know you guys aren't allowed to talk about specifics with other players. At least, I, I certainly know general managers aren't and things like that. So, there was an incident. Another player on another team during a bye week went to Cabo, and they had an ATV incident. Hurt his hand. He's out for a couple of weeks during a bye week. Is it like you got to be cognizant? Like, hey, you know, we might be able to rest and relax, but let's do that by the pool and let's not, you know, get on four wheelers and things like that.
3: Yeah, I I, I didn't really hear about the incident, but it's definitely one of those things where you definitely want to be careful knowing that you still have the season to look forward. and just It's kind of one of those things that we emphasize. Just be smart, you know what I mean? If you're going to do something, just be smart. Protect the team is one of our key things. Just, uh, yeah, be safe, man, and um, don't get injured, obviously, and all other things. So, yeah.
1: What year are you with the Browns now?
3: It's my fourth year.
1: Four years? Yeah. Boy, I was saying I was going—is he in year three or year four? Year four. What's changed about you most as a professional in four years in the NFL?
3: Um, just a, the understanding of the game, and just um, just h- how to carry myself as a pro. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things where you come into the NFL and you're just still learning. Um, you know, now I know you know guys to look up to who I want to model my game after, who I want to kind of be you know, model myself as a pro, so things like that, you know what I mean, you kind of get a grip of it, and uh, kind of helps you along the way as your career continues.
1: I always see on the field, you always have the eye black, but it's over like half your face, is there a meaning behind that, a story behind that?
3: No, it's just kind of one of those things as a kid, you know, you put on the eye black in high school and college, and it's exciting, it's like time to go, go to war, not actually war, but you know what I mean, and get on the field and kind of run around and hit guys, so um, just one thing that I, I, I do. Try to put. I put it on the left side of my face. I thought it was just pretty cool to kind of just do it on one side. How old are you? I'm 27.
1: Did you ever see the program? No. You've never seen the program.
3: Program. It's a football movie, right?
1: Oh yeah. So there's a. When you're done with this, you're gonna have to get out your phone and look them up. There's a character named Latimer from the program, and he does like a skull face paint in the program it goes he goes to a very dark place in the movie um you can watch the movie during the off season or whatever That doesn't matter but you got to look up the character and we always had the skull face paint when i played youth football so i had probably the same body type when i had played youth football so could you imagine a person of my body type running around with skull face paint on can you describe that for everybody
3: oh yeah man that'll be exciting you're a big guy man so you'll be out here trying to, trying to bulldoze a guy like me you know smaller definitely brings some you know fear intensity a <laughs> lot of passion excitement you know with the face bait, you have very piercing eyes do people tell
1: you about your eyes
3: Ah, uh, no not really I, know I got i got light brown eyes my wife tells me all the time obviously she's always smoothing me up just like i am to her but um yeah not, not really my mom has a uh, hazel eye so it's, pre- it's pretty cool very nice yeah how long you been hitched i've been hitched six years
1: six years you got kids
3: no kids
1: no kids,
3: well. Soon I'll have to get the baseball team going, so for sure.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to hurry for anybody. Six years, yeah, six years. No rush. Enjoy each other's company. That's a good time. You got pets? I got a dog. What kind of doggie?
3: I got a little poodle, Rocky.
1: Yeah. A poodle named Rocky. What color is it? I, I, he, I take it. Yeah, yeah,
3: he's a he's a white fur, curly haired poodle. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It was kind of one of those things where. Uh, my wife really wanted a dog. I didn't want a dog. I was like, no, I don't want a dog. You know, you gotta, dog is, you know, it's a responsibility. You got you to take care of it. Um, and so I was like, if we do get a dog, it has to be a small one, you know, because it's going to be staying with us in the house. And so we got it, and I'm like, man, this is actually really cool. Actually, dogs, my actually Now I know the saying of a dog is a man's best friend, you know what I mean? He's just my little dude. Kind of just hang out, watch film with him, chill. Do you feed him? I feed him, yeah, you know what I mean? Usually they go with the person who feeds them the most. That's right. That's why he likes me the most. How old is he again? He's one.
1: Oh, my goodness. My uncle had poodles. I can't really take it any further than that. He loved poodles, too, so that's that's the best I can say. Dogs are wonderful. Sione Takitaki joining us here on the show. Tua Tonga boy, he's playing a lot better than he has over the last couple of years. What can you tell us? You can't tell us everything, obviously, but what can you tell us that you're seeing that maybe you might be able to take advantage of on Sunday?
3: Uh, yeah, man, he does a lot of great things. Can't really pinpoint one thing, uh, but he's a guy that can get the ball out and um, control the offense. Um, and they 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 do really well with a lot of their weapons around him. So I feel like uh, we have we got a we got a big opportunity at our hand. You know, with this great team, and so we got to be be ready for it.
1: Is this your first time playing down there in that stadium?
3: Um, yes, it is. Yeah.
1: I remember the last time they played down there was 2016. And I think that was when they just redid the stadium, but you, you were too young. You were still yeah, in college.
3: I'm still in college. Last time we played the Dolphins, my rookie year, they came here. Right. And so, uh, nah, this is exciting. BYU, right? BYU, go Cougars. Boy, they had a lot of injuries, haven't they? Oh, What's going on? Yeah, man, they started off fast. They had a little hiccup. Uh, they just beat Boise, so hopefully they get back on the track finish strong.
1: Sione Taki joining us on the show. What's the goal for you personally second half of the season?
3: i continue to do my job, continue to help out the team any way possible, you know what I mean, go out there, uh, make plays that change the game. Obviously, that's what we preach, and, uh, yeah, continue to be a leader, continue to lead these guys any way I can, so I'm excited.
1: What's the question you thought I was going to ask you that I didn't ask you?
3: I thought you were going to ask me a little bit more about the the Dolphins, to be honest, but you kind of didn't, so.
1: I mean, we're all interested in the Dolphins and beating the Dolphins, but I want to learn more about you. What movies do you like? What's your favorite movie?
3: Uh, I'm kind of like a war movie a movie guy, like the 300. Um, yeah, movies like that in that kind of world. But to be honest, I, I kind of watch everything, chick flicks, everything. Um, don't really have one specific you know, movie type that I like to watch, but I would say if I was to choose a movie, I'd be like a war movie.
1: All right, I'll ask you football questions then. The green dot has had to switch around, right, because of all the injuries. How challenging has that been for the defense?
3: They're not really challenging at all, you know what I mean? I feel like if we communicate at a high level like we have been uh, recently, there'd be no worries, you know what I'm saying?
1: See, so you took care of that in like three seconds. I've got to ask you challenging questions. That's the way it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's
3: just, you know, it just flows out, so.
1: Other than, other than Tua Tunga Vailoa? What do the Dolphins present to you from their offense that's a challenge?
3: Yeah, we just got to be ready. Uh, they do a lot of stuff uh, pre-snap. So just a lot of stuff like that. Just got to be ready for it.
1: Sioni, we thank you very much for the time. All the best on Sunday and for the rest of the year.
3: Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. Taki Takitaki in the player spotlight. When we come back, Gerard and I will take you around the league. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
0: This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Ken Carman and Gerard Cherry.
1: Be a part of the most passionate fan base of the NFL, friends. Join the Browns season ticket member wait list today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to ClevelandBrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. Gerard, are we ready to go around the league? I think we are. Well, it's a rhetorical it, question. <laughs> so off we go around the league. First question, any idea what the Colts are doing?
2: Yeah, <laughs> as an owner exercising his right as an owner, pretty much has a guy who he trusts, who he believes in, who is in his ear throughout the course of the season in the past, saying all the right things that add up to what he had to say to where he got to the place and say, you know what, you're saying a lot of things that make sense, Jeff. How about you be my head coach? And Jeff was like, all right, I can do it, no problem. And the funny thing about a kid is, it's not going to be rejected by the players unless he has poor communication skills. And I see him on ESPN on a regular. He doesn't have that.
1: Um, I there's two things here. Okay. One, one. Um, I I, I can't say. It. Okay. Say how it. How do I say this? I mean, we're on a network here. I gotta be. I gotta be somewhat. I gotta be somewhat dignified in how I'm gonna say this here. <laughs> uh it, it 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 sounds a little i mean unhinged the uh the, <laughs> the i i didn't hear the Knee press jerk conference jerk reaction live. yes
2: i agree with you Knee I jerk reaction well yes.
1: I, I, the the pre, the press conference i'm talking about is just uh, borderline <laughs> unhinged uh, well not borderline it was just unhinged and uh there's two things here one is he really believes this which is mm-hmm. boy uh, the other thing is, is that he, know, like, the Dolphins were, like, I think it matters a lot for Jim Ursa to be around his team. Okay? hmm So, I think that, like, when Steve Ross was suspended, quote-unquote, from his team, like, what does that really mean to everybody? Nothing. Does that mean a whole lot? Yeah. Right. So, what's the big deal there? Okay, fine. I think it means a lot to Jim Say. So I wonder if he's doing this the way he did it with Andrew Luck, where he's just going to go. You know what? I'm tired of quarterbacks at the end of the rope. I'm tired. No offense to Phil, and I'm. This is me saying it. No offense to Philip Rivers. No offense to Matt Ryan. These are mm-hmm. great quarterbacks here. You know. No offense to Jacoby Brissett for crying out loud. My goodness gracious. But he's not going to sit there and just grind it out with those guys anymore. He's going to go like. They wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson. They were not allowed to trade yeah. for Deshaun Watson. He came out and he said that Jim Mersay did. Um, I think that he he wants a quarterback. He's tired of waiting around. He knows that he can't use the T word about the rest of the season, and he also has to make it look good. So he's going to make it look good. So he's going to go out there and he's going to sound he, he's going to be as strident as possible and say that they're trying to win. So what's you're the media some
2: WWE type stuff? What's,
1: what's the mean oh, you uh, Jim Hersey's an entertainer. You've seen the video of him playing the guitar under the tree. Some fake You've seen him playing guitar under the tree. The man's an entertainer and frankly Gerard, I hope it's that way. I hope it's that way cuz everything else came off uh, uh, again unhinged is the word I use. Yeah, I did I get, not know Jeff Saturday was even there the other day. That's how that's how, again, outstanding the press conference was.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing, kid, about it. Once you bring in that guy, I don't expect it to be a Pagano situation. I don't expect it to be a Bruce Arians situation by any stretch of the imagination. You bringing him in there, you're going to lose football games. This team has already shown you with a credible coach and Frank that they don't want to win football games. What they did last year in Jacksonville, obviously, is still bothering them right to this very same Day. So, for me, the football team was already done based on what I've seen. So, they're not going to win games. So, what you're saying is true, man, you're on some next level thinking that, hey, that was just an act on his part. And I'm feeling with I'm feeling that scenario with what you presented. And that diagnosis, dog, that's pretty dope. Because, again, you don't want to come out and say you're tanking because you but, can't say that. At, but that's at, an excellent way
1: of doing it. But I'll tell you, Gerard, I I think I'm just going to end up being ashamed of myself because I think I'm giving Jim Ursay way too much credit.
2: (laughs) I I really do. Don't that's some like next, next level checkers versus, I mean, (laughs) chess versus checkers type thinking right there.
1: This is a guy who's been filmed playing guitar with bands. He's played guitar underneath a tree. Um, He's an entertainer, and I. I wouldn't put it past him to go, you know what? We're going to do this my way now, and uh, we can't go out there and use the T word. I'm not going to pay a fine. I'm not going to lose picks. We need these picks. We are not doing this. And, I, and I'm and i going to go out there, and I'm going to make it look good. Because what's the media to a guy like Jim Irsay? Challenge mm-hmm. the media. Who cares? And, right. Jeff, and Jeff Saturday, people like Jeff Saturday. Right. So... It, and, and people go, well, you wouldn't do that to Jeff Saturday. It is nothing for an owner. Well, I mean, Jeff is
2: already a consultant. He's yeah, not. It's exactly. not like he's not going to be a consultant once it's over. They're going to lose their friendship. And, hey, Jeff, for, I need you to do me a solid. Can exactly. you take on the team for nine weeks?
1: And, sure. And for Jeff, exactly what you say, Gerard, and for a guy like Jeff Saturday, first off, I'll, I'll go even deeper here with my with my theory here. You ready for this? It he did. had to say yes. He had to say yes to being offered the job. You know why? Because you can't tell anybody you got offered the job of the Indianapolis Colts and turn it down because no one will believe you. It right. doesn't matter if it's Jim Irsay or not. No one believes you unless and, you take that job. And think Nobody about it. It helps, his,
2: it helps him even further <laughs> in what he's currently doing with, with television and radio.
4: Exactly. Give us an insight on
2: how it feels to be a head coach of the National exactly. Football League. Exactly. He can now speak to that that's, from it, that – mindset
1: <laughs> so what they're three five and one so that's nine uh-huh. games. so they got uh they got eight games left
2: uh, they'll lose at least seven
1: okay what if he had some going like three and
2: Oh, oh that'd be awesome what if he has not out
1: that means that means someone else is going to take him seriously oh god so Lovey someone Lovey wins if he, all of them it's possible he, they're in the AFC south again if he really wants to coach he'd have a chance somebody yeah. will go okay well hey man you know, we're
2: gonna keep we're gonna keep jeff saturday
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's it is it is far-fetched. Again, I I, I but I I don't want to give Jim Ramsey too much credit. I think he is trying to win games and this is going to be um <laughs> I like the other be scenario
2: wild. better, dog. That was way more fun.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it would make if I were a Colts fan, it would be it would make me feel better. It would make me sleep better at night. I'll tell you that right now. Uh number 2 Two coaches out so far. whose seat is the hottest with nine weeks left to go in the regular season? I think everybody else seems to be. I some people are saying Josh McDaniels. I don't want to say that. Why yeah. not? It, it's so early. His buyout is very high.
2: Yeah, it's but the same it is. thing
1: with uh, Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Cliff is Cliff. Uh, Josh's is hot, but Cliff's is the hottest, and the reason why is it because that's even though he just got a he got he just got a contract, but you have a situation right there, Ken, where it is visible that the team is falling what? apart. When you start doing stuff on the sidelines like yelling at each other and talking disrespectfully to your head coach and then making light of it in a a post-game interviews, that's not a good sign. So if anybody is Cliff, but I could definitely make an argument for it, Josh, because of the simple fact that they might not win any more games, and then you're going to keep that with that talent, and you lose that, and you you were brought in to be the guy who could maximize it?
1: But you hey, you know Tom. You're the one who's you're the one who knows Tom personally, man. So it's like you know that he may go to Vegas because I I think I think that what Mark Davis will do. I think Mark Davis will keep the coach and and jettison the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I can see that too. But the thing is, with Tom now, you wonder with his personal situation. Granted, and this is pure speculation on my part. I mean, if you move to Vegas, mm-hmm. you're definitely not seeing your kids that much. I mean, granted, you have the means to fly them out, but that's Awkward in his own right. All right, kids, uh, yeah, Tuesday is. night we're going to fly out to Vegas and he would be back for school Thursday. I mean,
1: that ain't going to work. It certainly is. It certainly is. Yeah, that, yeah you know, I, I can't even speculate on that one. Fact or fiction, without Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills are no better than a 500 team. Ooh, that's rough. They're better than I that. but he's, game over.
2: Yeah, but he's they're yeah. better than that. I mean, but, again, they show that if he is hurt, they're not the same, so it's close. You're right, a game over. I'm not going to say four or five games. But it's you saw? Pro
1: and in game. Yeah, he's running hand, throwing game. Everything, and, that's the, part the that, and they, that's
2: the part that it, it, that leaves me flabbergasted. Kid, like, why are you letting this dude run like this? Hand the ball off to somebody.
1: I'm, I'm fine. Like, it's it's a big boy league, and he's a big boy. And I and I think that every franchise quarterback, if you look across the league, just about every franchise quarterback loses a season due to injury. No matter how much they try to protect these guys, they all lose a season. Every great quarterback you think of, they lose a season due to injury. It happens to all of them. And I thought it would, might happen. To, I, it, you know, I don't want to sit there and wish injury on a guy like Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen, fair enough. Bills, And I know that we're getting ready to play the Bills even next week, but Bills fans seem to be fine people. And, you know, all the good things that we can say about them up there. But I just – I can't believe they, they kind of sort of thought about getting a running game and then they were like, nah, forget it. Like last year, nah, forget it. And this year – Nah, forget it. We don't need to worry right. about it. Let's just move on with it. And uh, and that's where if you need to run Josh Allen, run Josh Allen. I I get it. Like like Justin Fields. Justin Fields got to run. Go. Let, let him rest. run. Let him, yeah, be, let run him be an but he got to run
2: inexperience and in what he's trying to learn how to play the game. Allen's is I, I, to a place I, I right now I, where – I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. But he's to a place to where he knows how to operate from the pocket. And granted, that's his first inclination is to – and reaction is to run. I get that. But someone has to save him – from himself because now he's dealing with an elbow injury. And who's to say that doesn't get worse now? I want to play when we face him because I'm of the belief that you want to go against a tough and Mm top-tier talent so you can get confidence from him and beat him and not look like, oh, gosh, he's out. How lucky us because that's a loser mentality.
1: I would agree. I would agree. But I I, I also would look at it and say I can't believe they never – like, there are teams that I'm like, man, I, I can't take you seriously for a Super Bowl because you're predicated too much on the rush. Like, you can win right. a lot of games in the regular season mm-hmm. and run yourself to the playoffs, but when it comes time to, to actually punch your ticket to the Super talk Bowl... talk about the Titans. Exactly. But when I look at the team like the Bills, yes, I yeah, you can win a Super Bowl. You absolutely can, but now you're just hamstrung. Because if, if he's not able to play for two weeks, those are just losses. Right. They're just losses.
2: Big L. No offense to yeah. Case
1: Keenum, like Case Keenum, but those yeah. are just losses. You can't run the ball, you have to throw the ball. Twenty three of their twenty five touchdowns have been his passes. Yeah. Uh they, they or or him rushing, I should say.
2: <laughs> the the epitome That's, of M V P
1: Exactly. Like they can't do anything else. Um if the Bill or excuse me, uh which former Buckeye has had a better rookie season so far, I beg your pardon. Which former Buckeye has had a better rookie season, real quick. Garrett Wilson, forty two catches, five hundred twenty-one yards, two touchdowns with the Jets. Or Chris Olave, forty-three touchdowns, six hundred and eighteen yards, two touchdowns with the Saints.
2: I mean, you could go with Wilson. Of, but I'm going to go with Wilson. You oh, could wow. go Olave because of the the oh. productions higher. But Wilson, he's actually an impact wins. The Saints ain't winning. The Jets are winning. So I'm going to go with Wilson.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I I mean I'm I've come away very impressed by Garrett. I, I like Ohio State wide receivers. Brian Hartline's done a really uh, good job getting those guys ready. That's wide receiver you now, man. Whew, my goodness. By the way, did you, have you seen Alabama lately? I know yeah, they I lost have. two games, and I know they lost to LSU. What happened to the studs at wide receiver? It dried up out of nowhere. What <laughs> happened to the studs at wide receiver for Alabama?
2: <laughs> They're still there. It's just something that's not connected, man. I mean, you just don't all of a sudden forget how to play. Maybe, gosh, isn't this – this is – Gosh, what's my man's name? Former
1: Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien.
2: O'Brien, is this is his first year there.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's going. I don't. I don't know if he's going to get a second.
2: I don't know either. So that could play a part in it too, uh-huh. dog.
1: Because you're watching Bryce Young in in the loss. He, he, they adjusted against Tennessee, and I came away really impressed with Bryce Young because he gutted it out, and and they came as close as you can. I mean that that knuckle ball that went through the the goalpost that was a 50-50. Right. right. And I, I think in overtime, Alabama could have got him if that ball doesn't go through. But the game against LSU, credit where it's due, I, you know, Brian Kelly, eh, not necessarily <laughs> you, the most you c- cuddly about, guy. But
2: I mean, but, you know, about enhancing your stature, yeah. increasing your viability and every, he, invisibility and everything else, that game was a lifesaver for him. He's a lifesaver. Those, but,
1: He's got, he's got Bryce Young holding on to the ball, patting the ball, looking for open wide receivers. He's got him blanketed. They did really well in coverage. He had a lot of things taken care of. And from that moment where, you know, I think nine games out of ten where Bryce Young just instead of running the ball to the end zone just decides to try to flick it into the end mm-hmm. zone and that ball gets picked off because he threw it behind his receiver. I think that kind of scared Bryce Young. I don't want to use the term scared because that sounds bad. I think that messed with his head for the rest of the game a yeah, little bit. Like, possibly. I think that kind of set the tone. I really think that set the tone there. So, yeah, it's not the type of Alabama team we've seen. An LSU, a two-loss team, and they're already talking about, well, two-loss SEC champ if they run the table. Like, okay, great. Oh, yeah, we'll see. And yeah, they're not going to leave an SEC champ out. You know how that one's going to go. Oh, you can't do that. That's impossible. Yeah, it's against know the know law. going to go. And that is <laughs> – And that is around the league. Browns fans, be sure to stop by the free Twisted Tea Tailgate pregame party prior to every home game. Twisted Tea Tailgate, it's located on the west side of First Energy Stadium and combines the atmosphere of a beer garden with live music and food and drink options. The Twisted Tea Tailgate opens four hours prior to kickoff and is open to fans with a ticket to the game. The voice here, Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, joins us next on the Cleveland Browns preview show on the University Hospitals cleveland browns radio network
0: win lose or draw if you don't play the standard there's corrections to be made and there's things to be done that are going to benefit the team and we're all trying to work to those goals this is the cleveland browns preview show you're listening to the university hospitals cleveland browns radio network here are your hosts Kim Carmen and gerard cherry
1: Browns fans, getting to First Energy Stadium quicker on game days with Express Access presented by Root Insurance. Enroll for free today to enter through exclusive lanes at each gate. Plus... Each game you use Express Access at First Energy Stadium, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a Browns autographed item. Go to the Tickets tab and the Browns mobile app to learn more. The voice here, Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, joins us now to get you set for the Browns and Dolphins. 1 p.m. on Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. Jim, thanks for joining us.
4: Hi, guys. Good to be with
1: you. Wonderful to have you with us. Hope you had a good bye week, and uh, hopefully you're going to be calling a win coming up on Sunday. Jim, if they are going to win, how do they go about it?
4: Well, they're going to have to really um, go and, and play much like they did in that Monday night game against Cincinnati. You know, Ken, you almost, you almost wish they had played again last week because... You'd like to build on that performance. And I know the bye week, you need to do it, and it comes at a good time, and you want to go into it off of a win. But the Browns, you know, had played so well in that Monday night game against Cincinnati, I wanted to see them kind of continue it. So they're going to have to rev up the motor and play much the same way they did against Cincinnati and do it on the road now, down against the Dolphins. And specifically, they're going to have to control that passing game, not so much the running game. But it looks like this team really moves the ball by throwing the football and throwing it a lot and throwing it very effectively. I mean, they're great uh, in the passing game. They've got dynamic receivers. Two is playing very well. He's exceptional on third down. So the ability to get some heat on him in the pocket is going to be imperative. And for that secondary to go up against some real speed in that Miami wide receiver room.
2: And, Jim, we talk about... Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle being extremely fast, dynamic, a track meet, if you will, when they're on the football field. Have you come across in your years of doing play-by-play a more dynamic duo? Because I've I've, I've been racking my brain hard trying to figure out if there has been a tandem as talented as these two and what they represent.
4: Well, you know, I I don't think so, Gerard. I I tell you, a long, long time ago, I remember Al Davis – when he was uh, alive and the owner of the Raiders, and they were playing in their first stint in L.A., and they were playing in the Coliseum, he used to go, and he would go and try and get the fastest guy in the in the world. And, right. <laughs> and I mean that. He would go get track stars and say, hey, listen, have you ever tried football? And I can remember when the Raiders would come out for pregame, and they'd have this, Big booming PA announcer voice, come on and say, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Raiders' wide receivers." It was like watching an Olympic final in the one hundred <laughs> meter. It was unbelievable. Now they, you know, they weren't so great in the football skills, but these two, uh, to get back to what we're going to face on Sunday, these two are really something. And the vision I have is of Tyree Kill in that opening game a season ago in Kansas City, after the Browns had built up like a nine point lead, and it was a one play. 75-yard bomb, Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, and boom, that started it, and the Browns ended up losing that game. That's what these guys can do.
2: And, Jim, from a a matchup standpoint, I'm of the thought that, hey, we'll do fine against the pass because of our pass rushing capabilities. I believe we've gotten much better at stopping the run because if we get a tackling effort like we got on Monday night versus the Bengals, then we're capable of beating anyone. But with that being said, do you think, the Dolphins will employ a balanced attack or be primarily pass-first, as they've been in most games.
4: Well, you know, I think, um, I really think Mike McDaniels is all about throwing the football. I think that's what he brings. I think that's what he brought uh, to become the head coach of the team. He's done an amazing job with that offense. And yet, you know, he comes out of the Kyle Shanahan tree. I mean, he was with Kyle Shanahan every step of the way. And Kyle Shanahan is such a, um, such an inventor of the running game and, and doing such really industrious things with that and, and, and very productive things with the running game. But this guy really has come in with a passing game and he, he's utilizing what they have, which you really kind of hope the Browns do. I mean, what, what do the Browns have? They have great running game, good offensive line. All right, let's use it. These guys have a quarterback that gets rid of the ball very quickly. He's pretty efficient with it. Um, and they've got wide receivers that can run right by you. So I think they go with what they have, and they, what they have is a very, very special blend of uh, of wide receivers hooking up with a quarterback that gets it to them on time and in the right spot. And it's been a wonderful mix for them.
1: Jim, we thank you very much for the time. We'll talk to you again on Sunday morning, getting you set for the uh, Dolphins game uh, live from uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Thank you. All right, guys. Look forward to it. Take care. You too. The voice of your Cleveland Browns, Jim Donovan, joining us on the hotline. When we come back, we'll get you set for the Kevin Stefanski Show and look forward to Sunday morning to get everybody else ready for the Dolphins game coming up on Sunday between the Dolphins and your Cleveland Browns. You're listening to the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network.
0: This is the Cleveland Browns Preview Show on the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Here are your hosts, Kim Carman and Gerard Cherry.
1: It all gets going
0: 9 a.m.
1: on Sunday, Browns game day, Gerard and I, and then at 11 a.m., the Cleveland Browns kickoff show. Andy Baskin, Tyvis Powell, myself, and then 1 p.m. kickoff from Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida. Your Cleveland Browns taking on the Miami Dolphins, Jim Donovan, Nathan Zagura, and Gerard Cherry live on from Miami Gardens. Also, make sure to catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry coming up Thursday night from 7-8 at Teams Restaurant and Bar in Middleburg Heights. I've had the buffalo chicken wrap from Teams many times. Fantastic. You're going to love it. If you go to Teams tomorrow, you're going to see the guys, Nathan and Gerard, I like to call Nathan Dragomir, Love Nathan, love Gerard. You're going to love seeing them, and you meet Brown's tight end, Harrison Bryant, and check out Thursday Night Football as the guys get you ready for Sunday's game against the Miami Dolphins. So it's a win-win for everybody. Got the Kevin Stefanski Show, live from teams, restaurant and bar in Middleburg Heights. Go on out there. Say hello it, to them. It Nathan, Gerard, you're going to love it. Get some food. Get something to drink. It's going to be a great time. Everybody's going to enjoy themselves. Harrison Bryant, I always say, he looks exactly like my next-door neighbor. The resemblance, Gerard, is uncanny. It is uncanny, the resemblance between the two. He's a pitcher at Capital University. And so they're both athletes, and I'm like, man, my goodness. I told Harrison that last year, and he's like, great, cool story, bro. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what to tell you. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
3: He know. had to have said it because I never inspired, say bro. Huh? I never say that term, so he had to have said it to
1: me. All right, how do the Browns beat the Dolphins coming up on Sunday, Gerard? <laughs> well, bro, it's going to
0: be really <laughs> –
2: <laughs> it's, it's really simple, man. Do what you've been doing, what you've been trending towards, and that is, first of all, the defensive side of the ball. You have to tackle. One hit, you're down. No running around yards after the catch. Be in the right coverage zone responsibilities. Cover your man. No blown coverages. And on top of that, making sure that that pass rush is doing exactly what it did against Joe Burrow. Because if you bring that to Tua, it's going to be the same result. And then offensively, don't turn the football over, kid. Run, 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 and pass when you have the opportunities. Because the Dolphins will give you opportunities to pick up a lot of yards and score points. And special teams, please, Mm. please, 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 please. Yes. Make. The field goals make the extra points. Don't allow any gaps, any block kicks, or anything of negative nature. And let Tariq Hill take one to the house because Lord knows he's capable.
1: Oh, he's so quick. He is so quick. He is so dangerous at Tyreek Hill. Punt returner Raheem Mostert is back on kick return, at least listed as a kick returner. I know he's been he's been battling injuries here as of late. Raheem Mostert, the former Cleveland Brown, the former San Francisco forty er And you know, every coach has their guy, Gerard that they bring with them from place to place. And Raheem Mostert, he went to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Mike McDaniel comes from San Francisco. He says, I'm bringing Raheem Mostert with me. So it'll be, uh, even though uh, we're playing against Raheem, it'll be good to see Raheem coming up on Sunday. Again, the Browns taking on the Dolphins on Sunday. You'll get your first crack at listening to it. Coming up at 9 a.m., Browns game day myself alongside of Gerard Cherry. Then 11 a.m., Andy Baskin, Tyvis Powell, myself, the Cleveland Browns kickoff show. And then at 1 p.m., kickoff from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Miami Gardens, Florida, the former Joe Robbie Stadium, Jim Donovan Nathan Zagura, Gerard Cherry on the sideline. Remember, the Kevin Stefanski show with Nathan Zagura and Gerard Cherry Thursday night at Team's Restaurant Bar and Grill in Middleburg Heights with Harrison Bryant. Big thanks, as always, to our executive producer Jason Gibbs, our technical producer Michael Bohm, doing a wonderful job, and our associate producer Connor Lawrence. For my good buddy Gerard Cherry, I'm Ken Carmen. Thanking you, as always, for listening to the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns
0: Radio Network been listening to the Cleveland Browns preview show. Join us next week for more behind the scenes Browns news from Berea. We always look at each game as how do we win this game and what does this game call for? This broadcast is a copyright of the Cleveland Browns and the National Football League. Any other use of this broadcast, descriptions or accounts of the game without the prior consent of the NFL is strictly prohibited. This is the University Hospitals Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Hey, hey!